Welcome back to the Send 938 podcast, a ministry of Baptist Missions designed to encourage, equip, and inspire the next generation of missionary servants and the churches who will send them. I'm your host, Steve Anderson, Administrator for North American Ministries with Baptist Missions, and I'm joined today by uh, a family, uh, members of the ministry team under the banner of Baptist Missions in Brazil, uh, Chris and Darcy Gills. And it's good to have you both with us today. Good to be here. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, also joining us today in our our studio is Graham Foran. Graham, of course, is the administrator for our ministries in Brazil, uh, living and serving still in Brazil. And uh, as your administrator, I invited him in so that he could not only check up on you while he's here, but also kind of guide our conversation today. So, And always glad to participate. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're glad you are too, Graham. Appreciate your, your ministry and... and uh, I say this genuinely, uh, the administrative team that I serve with here is is really a delight to be mm-hmm. with at any time, but that includes you, especially. Oh. I, I appreciate well, you. I enjoyed my part, too. <laughs> That's good. Well, Chris and Darcy, uh, you have uh, spent your adult life in ministry in Brazil, and so we'd love to hear a little bit from you about uh, how the Lord took you there, and of course, that includes a little bit of history for for one of you. Uh, so, fill us in on what the Lord did to to lead you and your family to ministry and service in Brazil. Well, let me start because you know it really happened. I I, I was raised in a Roman Catholic family, mm. so when I came to Christ in December 1981, I, I just grew so quickly in the Lord. I was you know just searching. I was a Eucharistic minister in the Catholic Church before I got saved, um, and uh, as I was under the preaching of the Word of God, the Lord was just working in my heart about different decisions that I needed to make. So after I was saved, it was baptism. And it's interesting, the day after I was baptized, the Lord worked in my heart about uh, going to a pastor's conference that I'd heard announced the, you know, the, the evening before. And so I talked to my youth pastor, and he said, you know, I could go with them, and I had time off where I worked. And went to this pastor's conference, and it was there that God called me to preach. Mm. And then, then the Lord led, led me to Bob Jones University, and it was my first month at the university. My roommates taught, told me about a, a group they got together every evening after supper to pray for missionaries. And I thought, you know, it's a good idea to pray for missionaries. So I started going to Mission Prayer Band at mm-hmm. Bob Jones University, and the Lord started working in my heart about missions. And, and I thought, well, Lord, I've given up a good job a free college education, now you want me to be a missionary in Africa. I was so new in the Lord, I thought every missionary went to Africa. I really didn't know, you know, and so, but the more I was in prayer band, the more I saw there were other areas that, you know, needed missionaries as well, and and I, you know, decided then to just follow what the Lord wanted me to do. I changed my major from Bible to missions, Mm. and, uh, you know, was on that track then. Did you meet in school? We did, but it wasn't, we, we knew of each other undergrad, but it was actually in grad school we met. Okay. Yeah. Well, Darcy, while you were working on your Master's of Divinity there, you... Right. <laughs> <laughs> master's well, in Education. No, for I, yeah. I knew him undergrad just because I could, you know, I was at Bob Jones and I could we could see who he was dating and stuff, you yeah. know, but, um, but we really didn't get to know each other until I came back to be a dorm counselor okay. at the time, and he was a dorm counselor on the men's side. Uh, and okay. so the dorm counselors would get together and have a lot of fun. Yeah, very good. So uh, you're studying for mis- missions ministry. You mm-hmm. are pursuing an education right. degree at the same time. Right. And uh, how did the how did the Lord direct your life together to Brazil then? Well, um, I, I 
You know, I, I was born in Brazil. Okay. Uh, my parents went to Brazil in 1961. They were and, Bob and Corrine Jones. Okay. And, um, and honestly, it was just through watching my parents, and, and Graham will tell you this, they just had an incredible love for the Brazilian people. And my dad, he, he wasn't one of those missionaries that had the language down. And, you know, and even here in the States, he wasn't really considered a really good preacher, but he was an amazing missionary. And, you know, he started six churches in Brazil that are really basically there today. That's right. That's yes. Right. Um, and, and not only that, just recently we were at a, a conference in Brazil and, they asked, you know, who is who is the missionary that most influenced you as a young missionary? And my mom's name came up again and again and again. They just loved people and they loved investing in the next generation. Um, and you know, I I went to Bob Jones and I, you know, I loved I loved studying. I just loved being there. And I kept going back to. What do I really want to do in life? And I thought, you know, I want to be a missionary's wife. <laughs> That's what I want to do, you know. <laughs> but you know, I didn't meet the right person, and um, and and I just, you know, some girls have just made it different than I am, and I, I just thought, I, I just can't, I couldn't do that alone, you know. And so, but when we were in grad school, um, I met Chris. He was going to go to Japan, you know. And so, you know, we were friends for a long time, and it was that thing. Well. How could how would this ever work? You know, and and really, it came down in my own heart to, you know, my God, God's grace was there, and my parents learned a new language, and if that's what God called me to do, His grace would be there for me too. Mm. Thankfully, I didn't have to learn <laughs> Japanese; it all worked out. Well, when we got married, we were going to go to Japan as missionaries. That was the plan, yeah. and uh, Darcy's. Uh, we stayed at the university. Uh, I stayed at the university three years as a dorm supervisor. And uh, then Darcy was a dorm supervisor on the gal side. And then we got married in July, 1990. And she came over for our last, our last year at the university was in our, my dorm. And she worked at the press and well, Darcy's parents invited us to Brazil and provided the funds for us to go down. We went to Brazil, flew into the Sao Paulo international airport, and then drove the hour to Darcy's parents' house and the first thought I had getting there was, I am so glad God has not called me to be a missionary to Brazil. Whoop, dangerous thought. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and we ministered, uh, you know, uh, Graham would translate for us. And, you know, for me, you know, Darcy knew the language, obviously could, could uh, you know, interact with people and, and, and things. But after, what, two weeks there, I think we were there, and, and I just could not get Brazil out of my mind. So here I am leading this dorm of 300 guys, and I'm in my heart rebelling against God because I did not want to go to Brazil as a missionary. I knew that's what God was doing. And, uh, and I didn't tell Darcy anything, how I was grappling with the Lord about this at all. And in April, one of the missionaries came back, Sean Alexander uh, with Baptist Med, Mm. and they came back for furlough and he came to visit us in the dorm. And I told him, I said, Sean, I think God's working in my heart about starting to be a missionary in Brazil. And he said, Chris said, many of the missionaries that you met while you're in Brazil have been praying that if it was God's will, that he would call you. Uh, I didn't have a chance, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so the Lord was just was working, answering their prayers. But it was, uh, you know, it was what God wanted for me. Darcy didn't know anything about this. She was just shocked, you know. And I started my Brazilian coffee training then because every visit we made, they gave us coffee, and I didn't like it, you know. So I would take a few flight sips and leave it, 
you know, so I had to try to figure out how to like coffee and, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, but then. The struggle is real because coffee's I, not good. Yeah. I, I never have gotten to like it. I've been for seven, 30 oh, some years. But anyway, I like coffee now. But that anyway, okay. and we're, we, we, we serve in coffee country, actually, where they oh, produce yeah? it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, oh. but, but, you know, you know, praise See, the Lord for how he just leads step yeah. by step. Though. You mentioned Graham was translating for you. You're talking about yes. Graham yeah. right This here. Graham yeah. right here. They, so, vis- they visited our church while we were there. Mm-hmm. So there is another connection that you mentioned in our, oh, yeah. our pre-interview between. Yeah, this this is a real important fact for me. Our church in Tennessee supported the Joneses. Uh, my pastor had gone to school with Bob uh, way back. And uh, so somewhere along the line, he got on our missionary board. And uh, when I joined the church on the staff, uh, he began to come through. And, you know, every few years, Bob and Kareen would show up and preach at the church. And on a particular occasion, Bob preached. And as he got to the end of the message, he says, if God is calling you to Brazil to work with us, come forward. And that was the beginning of our journey to Brazil. So their family is precious to us. Uh, I, everything that, that she said about her folks is absolutely true. They were wonderful missionaries. Mm. What a heritage. And it continues because you've got a son yes. who's serving in Brazil now, too. Yeah, Warren and his wife, Lada. And Lada's Brazilian. Uh-huh. She was uh, she graduated from the seminary in Curitiba. There she was valedictorian of her class, and a sharp cookie, and uh and Laura's just blessed. For those that may not know, she, she was not in the seminary in pastoral training. She was not. And in, in, in seminary is a Brazilian term. For in, Bible, in the Bible, Bible college. college. Yeah, yeah Bible college. Yep. That's right. Yeah. I told, I, I, uh, several years ago, it was about around 2017, I was pastoring and I, I went to teach in uh, one of our Bible colleges in Peru. And I referred routinely to going to teach in the seminary because that's how it was referred to me as before I went. And when I came back, I had all of these pictures and, you know, all stuff. And, and there were several young ladies, actually a large segment of the student body, young ladies. Um, and, and I had someone in my church come up to me and say, did you go down there to teach a bunch of ladies how to preach? Oh, no. <laughs> I said, uh, nope. Um, may just be a definition issue here. Yes, right, yes. Sure. yes. Yeah, the well, even in America, Bible college. There, were, there were times in the past they would have women's seminaries, and there were schools for yeah. advanced education. Well, there's nothing, wrong with, yeah. there's nothing sure. wrong with a lady going to seminary. That's, yeah. that's obvious, Obviously. but uh, we're not training women pastors is yes, all I was trying yes. to joke about. <laughs> so anyhow, your, your son Warren, his family are, are now serving in Brazil. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's really, um, it's not, you know, you're not the first missionary with BMM to be third generation family, but mm-hmm. uh, it is really a pretty unique thing yep. when, uh, when that happens. And and I have to just imagine that it's, it's a very rewarding thing. Oh, it is. It is. In um, fact, you know, we home, we homeschooled, you know, in the middle of nowhere, basically, um, you know, in a small city of 30,000 and, um, you know, it was, we had five kids and, um, you know, it was, it was a challenge. And, and sometimes I think, you know, sometimes it was just, I remember working with Warren and, you know, as, as a young mom, I thought, I don't think he's ever going to learn how to read, you know, <laughs> and now I get to sit under and hear him preach and, and be convicted, <laughs> you know, it's just so, I mean, it couldn't be better. It really yeah, couldn't. That's yes. so cool. Yeah. Very cool. Now you said a small town of thirty thousand. So where where are you serving now? And is that the same place that you began serving when you entered? No, Brazil? we we first started in the metro area of the city of São Paulo. Okay, and that's Darcy's parents had planted, and the team, you know, when the foreign started with them, 
there were six churches in and around the city of Sao Paulo where you know uh, they had planted churches. We were in the second last last yeah, church that Badu they were Adi, in. Right? And Baduidi yeah. was the yeah. yeah when we first got there, and then and then Graham you know and uh, us. Uh, started the church in Janjid, which was the next one. Um, and then Darcy's dad had retired uh, by then when we started that. Um, then, And that was our first term. So that we were there four and a half years was our first term. And then on furlough, we heard of an opportunity to go out to the western part of the state of Sao Paulo, which is about six hours away from where we were serving. And there's nothing out there as far as you know independent fundamental Baptist churches. And uh, so uh, there's a, a work that was started, but they needed a pastor, they needed a missionary to take it from where it was to where it needed to be. And that was Victory Baptist and Osvaldo Cruz. And uh, that church is just thriving now. Graduated self-supporting status in 2015. Um, beautiful building, uh, very faithful pastor, just a congregation that just keeps growing. It's just so wonderful. And Yuri was saved in the church in Baduidi, where Chris and Darcy worked with us on that team. It was the year after we had got there that Yuri trusted Christ, who's our you know He's he the went, pastor now. He went to the yeah, and he went to the to the seminary to the Bible college. Graduated in two thousand and five, and then joined us out there. Married yeah. to a girl saved in our yep, church, yep. the yeah. previous in church in Cochia. This is all interrelated. Yeah, yeah, it is, which is so neat because Wait. all of our churches are pastored by. Men who had you know had been saved in our, in previous church plants, which yeah. is just and, and yeah. praise the Lord for that seminary because we can send them off to the seminary. Five years later, they're ready to help us. You yeah. know, uh, graduate in the a church. Next church. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, you've heard the phrase "it's a small world." You know, we live in a small world, but that's particularly true when you're in such a small country like Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember I was really sick with asthma our first term. I was really sick, and I remember coming home, and one of the ladies said. You know, Darcy, there are other countries in the world, and I was like, oh. I mean, I would, I could not imagine going anywhere else but Brazil. Um, and the Lord moved us um, west, and it's a lot hotter in that part of Brazil. Um, it's also drier, and I haven't had any asthma since, and I'm yeah. so thankful. Yeah, the Lord knew. So after um, Victory Baptist graduate self-supporting status, uh, this last term we started. Um, Calvary Baptist in Presidente Prudente, which is about an hour away. And then the um, Osvaldo Cruz Church is the mother church for this church plant. So okay. Pastor Yudi is intricately involved in what we're doing. Wow, so, very cool. Yeah. Very cool. And and you mentioned you're listening to your son preach on a regular basis, so that that's where he's serving now with yes, you. Yes, that's there. right. That's yeah. right. During this furlough, Warren was – we were working together for about a year and a half before this furlough. And then um, started in August last year, and we'll head back the end of August, uh, yeah, end of next month. Great. Now, so your your um, your your full ministry experience there in Brazil has been in church planting. Yes, yes, and that that obviously is is the focus of uh, primarily of what Baptist Missions does. Um, but in Brazil, there are there are other ministries that exist beyond church planting, right? So, um, you know, we've joked a little bit here about um, training ladies to be preachers and and that joke doesn't need to be hit on again, but you know, if there's a, if there's a young lady that's listening or, or the Lord's been working in her heart, what would a, what would a ministry opportunity in Brazil look like for, for a young lady who may be single or, or not yet married, but preparing for ministry? Well, it's interesting that you say that because we have a young lady that was in our last church in Osvaldo Cruz that went to our Bible college or seminary. Um, and she's just worked and helped Warren and Lada this last year. 
because um, you know Lada basically had all the music. She just plays the piano. Um, the ladies, you know, we have a ladies um, Bible study at least every month. Um, we haven't started our ladies Sunday school class yet there, but um, we have junior church and and because we're starting from scratch and you know Brazilian children are not trained really well in their homes. Basically, we have junior church every time we have a service, and so. Um, Sida, you know, our, our, we call her our Brazilian missionary, has mm-hmm. come alongside and just been a huge help that way. And, and if I can interject, over the course of our ministry, we've had many young ladies, single ladies, who've been American missionaries or Brazilian missionaries, who they find a wonderful opportunity of ministry in, the, in a church playing team. Yes. Yeah. Children's yes. ministry, yeah. uh, yes. couples ministries, yeah. even just uh, come alongside the teenage girls. Uh, it almost I almost feel bad asking a question about what a single young single missionary young lady would would be able to do knowing the answer is there's obviously a lot that could be done because we we almost exclusively when we think about single missionaries we almost exclusively think about young ladies that are unmarried um because there aren't too many young men on the mission field that aren't married mm. I, I don't know why that is uh it may be that that young women are more sensitive to what the lord's doing in their hearts and Mm-hmm. And they're and they're they may be more willing than young men are today to do that. But there's certainly plenty of opportunities for single missionaries, uh, mature individuals who maybe in the latter part of their their lives and experiences or careers, um, there'd be opportunity for them to serve in Brazil. Um, there, I, I routinely get get uh, questions even here in North America about you know what what would a what would a guy who's not trained for pastoral ministry do mm-hmm. in a church plant. And the answer is anything, right? What what would the Lord have you do in your local church? Uh, you know that we 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 have a a conception of missionary ministry in our churches that that revolves in a in a right way. I think a lot of times revolves around church planting, pastoral ministry. That's the heart of missions. That's the focus of what we're doing. But there are so many opportunities. If, if I can throw a commercial in here, uh, over the years we have had a, a number of short-term uh, groups or individuals come. There is nothing more electrifying, or at least in our our situation in Brazil, there was never anything more electrifying in, I think, a good sense than having a teenager, fella or girl, come and stay with us for a few weeks or maybe a few months. It just... It just revitalized. The young people loved having American young people around. They couldn't speak the language. Uh, we have a young, uh, our first Bible college seminary student uh, from our church in Cochia, where we worked with the Joneses, we essentially reached because a young lady came, single young lady, recent graduate of Bible college, and lived with us for nine months and taught our kids. And she discipled this young lady who studied in the Bible college, whose sister is now the wife of our pastor of our present church. I mean, just the, the ministry just goes on. And the, and the real contact came with that young lady coming and living with us. She couldn't speak the language, but the Lord used her in a great way. Yeah. If I could put a plug in also for, um, you know, maybe the Lord hasn't called someone, a young lady, into full-time ministry, but she would give a year or two to um, help in educating missionary kids. I mean, that's how 
Grammar Nays kids were educated. And, yeah. and Nine years. Yes. And and um, we did that for the first oh, four or five years. And, I mean, we went to Brazil when, I mean, I had a five-year-old, a four-year-old, a three-year-old, and an almost two-year-old. I said, if I if we hadn't had help, I said, maybe they still wouldn't know how to read. I don't know. <laughs> you know I, I, I tease that way because, I mean, life is so overwhelming in the beginning, yeah. you know. And even yeah. though I knew Portuguese, I mean, life is just overwhelming for new missionaries. And yeah. if they can have someone that takes that edge off of the missionary's wife, well, I think she the, doesn't do everything. Yeah, I think this is a this is a good reminder that there there are, you know, there's an Aquila Priscilla um, opportunity in mm-hmm. missions today. Yes. You know, the, the team who would, would step in and maybe even using their own resources, as we presume Aquila and Priscilla did, uh, to minister alongside of a church planting uh, missionary, to be of some support and encouragement, but also do some some effective work in, in terms—I mean, Aquila and Priscilla discipled Apollos. You know, they, mm-hmm. they, they, they gently and carefully corrected theology and, and offered encouragement, and, and we see the effect of that, you know. Um, but there's there's still opportunity for that. Oh, for sure. And for sure. Uh, and you know the 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 great thing to remember is that uh, none of those first generation missionaries ever had any seminary training. Mm. <laughs> it's helpful. It's productive. I've I've got a few degrees on a wall somewhere that that evidence some training I've had, but uh, it's not necessary. You know, it's it's not really, it's not the qualifying event. We had a really neat experience. Just like two or three years ago, um, there's two two gals that were graduates of Maranatha and they said, you know, we just, we just, one of our goals is to take a mission trip. And the two of them came down and they were very gifted musicians and we were able to take them to some public schools. And, but I just loved their heart. That I think they're, they they're with us about do. 10 days. Yes. We even took them down to the seminary too. I mean, so the, they were worked in our new church plant in Presidente Prudential. We took them up to Oswaldo Cruz and had a number of things going there because it's a more established church. Then we took them. Down, they actually took them down to the seminary, and it was just amazing how the Lord used them. You know, and they didn't speak Portuguese, but they could speak with their, you know, with their piano playing. Yeah. And, and I remember our pastor's wife saying, "Well, why would why would they do that? Why would they come here?" And I said, "Because you know they love the Lord and they want to see missions. You yeah. know, it was, yeah. it was really a good example for her too." They actually, we we fairly routinely we BMM have um, skilled musicians who just come to us and say. I want to minister somewhere during my summer break or semester break mm-hmm. or whatever. Where can I go and how can I use the gifts that God's given me in Brazil? I, yeah, yes, Brazil. Exactly. Brazil. Okay, we'll, we'll keep that on the on the Rolodex there for us. But uh, you know that experience with those two young ladies is actually not that uncommon of an experience. Okay. We have a, we have a young man here in in the church that I attend here in Ohio, um, uh, who's who's a a world class musician, and he's toured. Um, one of our missions, uh, one of our mission fields in South America, um, with his cello, and just just went church to church to church doing um, you know concerts and and mm. um, just a blessing to the mission team and the mission it, family there. And it really does open up um, avenues for evangelism with people that we would not normally meet. Yeah, you know? and in a lot of ways, um, even if even if those young people are never taken back to the mission field under the Lord's direction and call, they now have uh, first-hand experience uh, to know how to pray for missions and for the ministries that they've seen. 
Um, those are going to be members of churches here in the U.S. that are supporting missionaries, and maybe they'll end up serving in, in leadership roles or missions committee roles, and they'll be able to say, you know, I, I remember, and whatever it is influences mm-hmm. the, the missions outreach of that church. And, and, so, and those, those types of experiences and opportunities are so productive and vital. But just changes perspective completely. Yeah. 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 So how might folks pray for uh, the field of Brazil? And it's a big country and and we've got ministries across the the country, but um, someone asked you today, how can I pray for the ministry in Brazil? One of the things that has changed so much, we used to start churches through children's ministry. And right now that is almost totally shut down. Not that the government has said anything. It's just, all the kids now have have cell phones and their tablets mm-hmm. and you know video games or whatever and and it's just I mean, even with this new church plant it's just so hard for us to get kids you know like we used to because we would we would you know when we first started we just pass out flyers and we would have tons of kids come you know and then we'd lead the kids to Christ lead their parents to Christ and it was just this you know wonderful avenue you know to, to church you know church planting and and you just don't see that anymore. The kids in our junior church now are just the ones that come with our church families. Um, and 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 Warren's really doing a good job. He's in. They're working in the in the park near where our church is. You know, and and they, they do Bible stories and you know play games and things. And and so there's some good things that are happening. But it's still to break through and actually have those kids then come to you know, be a part of our church, you know, that hasn't happened yet. And it's becoming more and more difficult uh, on the Brazil field. Right. So opportunities for reaching into families' homes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A good, good way to remember to pray for the field of Brazil. Grateful for your time with us today. Really thankful for the testimony of God's grace in your life and ministry and the life of your family. And uh, if you're listening today, you've been encouraged, equipped, inspired for future ministry, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at send938 at bmm.org. Send us an email, comment, or question. And as always, remember to leave us a five-star review or comment on whatever streaming platform you're listening on today to help others find the Send 938 podcast. And we'll see you back here next time.